Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good, good man. Good, good. We are back with a very exciting release, uh, one that we teased last week. One that we never Didn't thought think we it was going to happen. No, it's weird. Now we live in a post world where we have, in fact, seen Polaroid. Um, if people are unfamiliar about this movie, we'll get into it sort of as we uh, talk about this movie. It has a history. Yeah, it sure does. <clears throat> like, if you thought Death House had a long delay period, then yeah, just wait for this one. Um, I don't know what I'm going to put on my films list next year. No, you're running out. Like, there, there has yeah. to be some. I mean, it's probably going to be free from hell at this rate. Um, <laughs> Because yeah, we don't. The, the trailer is coming. All right, it's, it's still just coming. Two approval. weeks, two shows later, we still haven't seen that trailer. Um, but we do have another trailer tease to get into in the news. But first, there's, there's only two stories this week as well. Um, but this first one is a doozy um, because it involves one of our favorite franchises, probably my all-time favorite horror franchise. In fact, Saw. Um, did not expect this one to be in the nope. news this week. Um, so, kind of the, the overall news story. Um, I believe this was coming out of Cannes, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, is There's the... so much horror stuff going on there right now. Like... I know, there really is. They've taken over. Um, yeah. See. Um, but yeah, basically Lionsgate and Twisted uh, Pictures um, have announced kind of the next sequel to Saw, um, which will be released uh, October 23rd, 2020. Uh, so not this year, but next year. Um, and yeah, the kind of the lead story, the thing that everyone's been kind of talking about is that Chris Rock is involved in the production <laughs> of this movie. Um, Mad. To, to what extent is, is very limited right now. All we know <clears throat> is that basically he conceived the story. Um, that's kind of the, the quote that's been going around. Was he, did he just like walk in there and was like, how about we just get Jigsaw back? yeah and coffee. how about we just yeah i was gonna say maybe we just don't fuck this one up um yeah. but uh yeah that's kind of the main thing but we'll get into that for a sec but yeah kind of chris rock came up with the story supposedly but the screenplay itself is still written by the duo who did jigsaw um which is pete goldfinger and josh stolberg so they are returning from jigsaw and then probably the most exciting part about this personally um is that darren lynn bowsman is returning to the franchise um so he will be directing this sequel um this currently untitled sequel um of course he directed saw two three and four um which is fantastic um that he's back and yeah. uh yeah. have they have they announced what kind of because you said sequel did have they announced yeah. sequel or because i heard no. kind of spin-off and kind they, of they said reimagining you know, um, yeah reimagining being used and just like the next chapter and it's kind of like yeah. i wonder what this is going to be is it a continuation of jigsaw is it you know a remake is it just its own thing um so we do know, have a quote of, from uh so this oh, is give from, me a quote so this is from Joe Drake, who is the chairman of Lionsgate's Motion Picture Group. He said... For a second there, I thought it was just like a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, When Chris Rock came to us and described in chilling detail his fantastic vision that reimagines and spins off the world of the notorious Jigsaw Killer, we were all in. Um, and then he says about Saw being the highest grossing franchise, blah, blah, blah. He says, This upcoming film will still be as mind-bending and intense as all the previous Saw films. Chris <laughs> conceived this idea and, will, and it will be completely referential to the legacy of the material while reinvigorating the brand with his wit creative vision and passion for this classic horror franchise so basically chris rock as we all did watched jigsaw mm. and was like okay they're gonna go for like a cult yeah. thing here 
and like it's going to be followers of Jigsaw and mm. carrying on the mantle of Jigsaw, but not throwing in a 15th apprentice, surely. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then the film ended and he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm going to have to go make the movie that everyone wanted then. This is so what it sounds like. Like, we just told him. We, yeah, we just get Jigsaw. He's like, look, guys, either like reboot it, remake it, reimagine it, or full spin off and have just followers of Jigsaw. They're like, mm. oh, oh, so you're saying we don't have to have more apprentices because we we're going to go for a ninth. And then, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, don't yeah. fucking do that. <laughs> That's the thing. Like we, we really have no idea. Like I, we, like this could be anything. Um, obviously, it's it, that's been the the big report. Is like, oh, it's Chris Rock saw. I and- hope it's um just starring Billy the Puppet as they transition him into the Conjuring universe. <laughs> yes, please. And he ends up in the Warrens' cabinet next to Annabelle. <sighs> Don't bring me down right now. Listen, um, <laughs> I knew you were flying high, bro. I just thought I'd, you know. Well, no, I, I really don't know how to feel about this. I mean, the the first, the main thing is that they've announced that a new Sora is coming, and and I'm really excited about that. Obviously, we talked about it so much on this show, but I love Sora. In, 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 retrospectives, in any capacity, I'm happy regardless. The whole Chris Rock thing, I don't have an opinion on. Like, I can give my opinion on him, his comedy, his acting, but that's really not relevant here. I mean, it was like Jordan um, Peele when they were like, Jordan Peele's going to make a horror movie. We're like, okay. He, yeah, like, like people have been thrown around, like Jordan Peele, obviously John Krasinski, yeah. um, even uh, the guys who did Halloween last year, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like obviously for me, like I that that scares me more. But the other two, like yeah, obviously I I didn't expect Jim from The Office to write and direct the best horror movie <coughs> last year, um, but he did, right. and and so yeah, like I I am not judging it, but it's basically one hell of a that, beard. He only came up with the story. Like, that's very a limited credit. You know, the the thing that worries me the most is it is the same two main writers from Jigsaw, um, because I didn't think that movie was well written. I mean, they wrote half a good movie. Yeah, um, but they wrote a second half that was really poor. Um, And yeah, but I'm very happy about that. They wrote half a good one. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I'm very happy about Darren returning to the director's chair, though. I think that that will at least bring us back somewhat to the good old years of Saw, you know, like actual good hot sequels to Saw, Mm. um, because we're never going to get James Wan or Lee Whannell's kind of like very much involved. Like that would be the dream, really, would would be like James and, and Lee kind of co-writing because they yeah. obviously wrote Saw 3 and then Darren directed and that worked out fantastically. So I would love for just oh imagine if imagine if James Wan was just like yeah, I'm going to go direct another. Yeah, he's never going to do that. Like Can't <laughs> this guy's made multiple like billion dollar movies now. It's not going to happen. Um look, but I'm excited. He's like look, give me the budget I had for Fast 7 for yeah. uh, Saw yeah good luck with that um but yeah this is a wild one like it was not what i was expecting but i'm buzzing that people are talking about Saw again it seems like it's never gonna go away which i'm happy with i don't um, know if we can handle a two-year hype train with you on that's, Saw. I'm not, I'm that's not the lie. thing i'm not even like hyped for it now because there are so many things coming relatively soon that i'm hyped for so that's why it's very much a muted hype um but once we get into 2020 it's, it's that's not gonna, guys it's <laughs> that's not. gonna that's gonna be the big one of that year that i'm looking forward to for sure yeah this um, is just gonna get out of hand yeah <laughs> I'm curious to see where this goes, though. Like, it's it's interesting, mm. um, especially with the Chris Rock thing. Because that, could oh yeah, like be anything, I, I so. mean, yeah, I'm I'm joking around here. Like, I bloody love Saw. Like, I'm I'm happy it still exists. Yeah, I want more. Uh, 
definitely. Um, and then this next one is just sort of a tease, really, because we will be talking about this next week, in fact. Um, but uh, good old Arnold on uh, Twitter just teased today that we are two days away from the first trailer for Terminator. Holy um, shit. I mean, you're talking about you getting excited. I'm going to lose <laughs> my fucking mind when it's I see fu- this trailer. It's a fun week, isn't it, when we get to talk yeah. about Saw and Terminator in the news. Oh, my God. Like... <laughs> I don't even know if I can watch another Terminator trailer after Genesis. Yeah, I know. It's going to be crazy. But yeah, this Thursday we are going to see Sarah the first footage, exactly of Terminator Dark Fate, um, which if people I don't spent, know is a direct sequel like to Terminator a, 2. I spent a fortnight just looking at the four stills that they released. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah, this is exciting. This it's goddamn be... movie comes out this year, doesn't it? Yep, November 1st. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like nervous, excited. Yeah, that's the thing. I need to see the trailer and I don't want to get too hyped because like I did that with Genesis and even I really enjoyed Genesis. Um, I don't want to get into this like silly hype fest like I did for that movie because yeah, I just could not be more excited for that movie. Oh, I'm, Um, I'm, I'm getting silly hyped. I mean, I it's think it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fun, like I say, because like Genesis <clears> is nowhere near as bad as what people seem to make out, like the, especially the first half of that movie is fantastic. Um, oh, the first half, I was like, they've fucking done it. Yeah. And I still think like, that had they not ruined the big twist, like people would have received that movie a lot better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just don't ruin everything in the trailer, guys. I mean, you know. That's the thing. Well, it was the second trailer notoriously for that one. So yeah. uh, just wait for the, the, all the heel turns to be revealed in the second trailer. Um but yeah, mm. we'll talk about that next week. That's gonna be very exciting. I love how we've got this trailer still before. Like, we're gonna see a trailer for probably when you saw before we see it for free from hell. Look, okay, you know, we might as well add it to make the holy trinity of hype news. Like Rob did say, the trailer's done. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we don't know what done means when Rob talks, but yeah, it is done in his mind. I love so the I'd idea imagine. of the like the MPAA just fucking with him, and they're like, "You've you've put us through so much shit over the years, Rob. Like, we know the trailer's ready, and it's just at the bottom of our pile, and we just keep yeah. adding stuff on top of it that we need to check first. Like, <laughs> uh, and he's just sitting there, like, please, guys, let me just release this trailer. Um, no, because I know what Rob's like. I bet he's cut a trailer that like this is like the most grotesque stuff. It's the stuff that they told him to cut from the movie that he just put straight into a trailer. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to put it in the trailer. That's fine, right? Yeah. It's not in the actual yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, like it's no one's gonna no one's gonna have to go see it at the cinema, so it's fine, right? They're like, no, Rob, that's not that's worse. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's not. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we shall see. Hopefully next week. Uh, that'll be so. Oh, we're gonna hard. have two trailers. Yeah, if we get still both. If those two trailers come out in the next seven days, guys, we won't be doing a film next week because <laughs> we're gonna we've already got two hours worth of content. Yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, should we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Polaroid. So yeah, as we sort of said at the start of the show, like the the backstory for this one's kind of crazy. Um, the film just... that we thought would never. Yeah, it was definitely on one of your lists at some point. It was been on two of my lists. Right, okay, so it was sort of the start of 2017. Yeah, um, 17 and 18, I think. Because, yeah, we thought this was going to come out, I I believe, mid-2017 originally. Yeah. Um, I think it got initial delays that we weren't really clear on. Um, Yeah. You know, just kind of pushed it back to the end of the year. And then it must have been, was it the end of 2017 when the whole sort of Weinstein company stuff happened? Yeah, I think it got delays. Just It was one that, you know, was trying to get shuffled in. 
Mm. And then, and then obviously, yeah, the Weinstein stuff happened and the movie just got well and truly put on the top shelf along with some others. Yeah, definitely. There was a, a, whole, a whole selection of movies that just seemed to have disappeared off the face of the earth uh, due mm. to that whole scandal. And this was one of them. Mm. Um, we kind of talked about it even recently this year that Netflix were um, at least involved in talks to get this mm. um, on their streaming platform, but that seems to have not really happened. Um, and then I kind of was reading a few uh, websites in the last couple of weeks being like, yeah, this has been out in like Germany and France um, yeah. on Blu-ray <laughs> and yeah. it's multi-region, which is crazy. Um, and they just kind of snuck it out and like no one still really knows what's going on. Like it doesn't have an official either UK release or US release. No, um, but, you can, but you can buy this movie on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we managed to see this movie, which is ridiculous that, that it still doesn't really have a proper release. I know um, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense, so that it can sit on your shelf, but the movie doesn't actually exist still, really. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> will this ever see light of day in any other? Because we don't know. Like, we've seen the movie now, which is cool, but I'm still understand. interested to know what's actually going to happen going forward. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how this like how this got released like mm. in some territories on a Blu-ray. Yeah. Like when we talk about distribution, how difficult it is, and this movie that people are trying to lock away <laughs> somehow yeah. just had Blu-rays come out and multi-region at that. Yeah, and it's so weird how it's just been like popping up around Europe specific, uh, specifically, yeah. like nowhere else. Like, <laughs> that's really weird. Um, I love it. But yeah, if you want to try really, really hard and jump through a lot of uh, different hoops, you can get this movie. Um, mm. Which, yeah, we will now talk about. Yeah. So yeah, what and is this movie about? Should you, we will uh, let you know. <laughs> I do I do love, just before I delve in, that if on the IMDb, the like cover art mm. is the is the camera taking a picture and the picture coming out says august 25th nice i'd love to know what year that is in reference to well, that's um, what's so clever don't maybe, put a year on it yeah maybe <laughs> august 25th guys that's when yeah. that's when it's going to get its full release yeah um, that is like the main poster as well which is really yeah, frustrating <laughs> mad i love it um i think it was on the blu-ray cover <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> it's um, actually just the subtitle for this movie it's really scary yeah. it's like polaroid yeah. august 25th um so yeah th this movie um centers around kind of um this vintage polaroid camera that um once your picture is taken and it pops out a uh, mysterious shadow kind of appears behind you in the picture and um you know, kind of ring-like, you are then cursed and will get taken out by this um, spirit, demon, whatever we want to call it right now, and mm. um, get taken out pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, none of that seven-day shit. You're, you're going down in the next day or so. Well, I mean, some of them are really um, quickly, some <clears throat> of them aren't, which is a bit inconsistent. Um, yeah, a little bit. A but then sometimes he has a lot on his plate because if you take like a photo of like a football stadium, it's like, who do you kill first? Like... Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um there's only one demon, yeah. guys yeah we'll delve into that bit because I, I it's an interesting thing especially when we spoke obviously a lot in the last couple of weeks about our ghost stories and that sort of thing and this again is another ghost story mm. uh, in, in 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 a lot of respects but very different in a lot of others um yeah i kind of um our lead um is a character called bird um which is very odd name mm. kind of um and um she is kind of a little bit of a high school loner kind of has this past that we don't really know about too much to begin with she's got a big scar on her neck and is kind of struggling to kind of have a group of friends 
and kind of the one kind of friend that she has invites her to a party and that's when she kind of takes the camera with her and kind of people start to have their pictures taken and shit starts to go down and she realizes that she needs to figure out what's going on before all her kind of friends die mm. like <laughs> she only really has the one good friend the guy that yeah. she kind of fancies and then some people that have been kind of dicks to her but you know she wants to help them all fair yeah. play to her um and i guess i mean you know that's that's kind of the movie in a nutshell it's um you know if if you've ever read any goosebump books yeah. say cheese yeah. and die Mm. yeah i think Basically, that was kind of what attracted to us in the first place was that <laughs> yeah. it had this really fun zany silly concept yeah um it was yeah very much in the vein of goosebumps and it's cool like you as soon as you hear that you immediately understand it like it's not a difficult thing to follow and you mm. can have fun with something like that yeah um, it's it's the ring but you having your picture taken yeah, it's uh, it's uh, described on the back of the Blu-ray as the ring meets Final Destination, um, yeah. which is kind of what this is. And it's not what I was expecting, actually, because I didn't know that was kind of what we, it would... Well, obviously, I knew that it was, you know, you take the, the photo and you end up dying. But especially the way it works in this movie, it is very Final Destination-y, which I liked. Mm, um, a bit. Yeah, it kind of. They, they, they talk about, like, having an order and trying to sort of skip it in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, yeah, there's that bit. I guess, yeah, it's all about kind of order and it will only go after one at a time and that sort of thing. And you can kind of... You can tell who's you, next you can, sort of Yeah, you can game the order and trick yeah. the order and that sort of thing. It's not, like, accidental death in that. The, yeah. what, what's coming after you is a spirit that's trying to kill you, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when, when we start to delve into it, there are um quite a lot of interesting things um so this movie itself is is based upon a short film as well from 2015 yeah, yeah um, I, I didn't check it out no i haven't seen it either and and yeah for, for people as well like one of the interesting things is that the director lars klevberg um this was obviously he did the short film first yeah and then he made this in god knows when i i presume around 2016 is yeah. when this movie was originally shot um and it was <clears throat> enough to get him the new child's play movie um, yeah which is mad so so yeah he only has this one credit which isn't widely available and now he's got one of the biggest releases of the year next month mm. um it's so awesome that we've got to check this out like just before child's play as well yeah i'm definitely glad we see, got to see, what the, see what this guy kind of can do in the director's chair and that sort of thing yeah um another thing about this movie as well before we delve into it massively has a great cameo that i was not expecting <laughs> is it uh, even a cameo he's just part of the cast <laughs> well, he's just part yeah he is just part of the cast yeah uh, i was gonna say were you happy only, yeah, yeah what was gonna i was <laughs> buzzing absolutely <laughs> buzzing mitch peleggi the yeah. the legend um i'm happy he's just getting work i'm happy he's there man he <laughs> he was bossing it as usual mm -hmm. uh always got to play a grumpy sheriff yeah or high up like law enforcement person yeah and uh yeah he smashed it <laughs> he certainly yeah. did um yeah. But yeah, I guess going into our thoughts on this movie now, um, this was interesting. Like, I, I pretty much enjoyed it. it. It wasn't anything crazy, and I didn't expect it to be after all this time. You know, we, we talked about it a lot, how we were definitely excited <coughs> this movie, but it wasn't like, oh my God, we have to see this. It no. was more just like the forbidden fruit, and like we were interested in it, for sure, when it was just an upcoming movie. And then with like all the delays and everything, it was a case of like, right, I just want to see this movie now, because some unknown entity is telling me that I can't. Um, and so yeah. yeah, now that I've seen you know, like, yeah, and people was... have made this movie and <laughs> you know want it to be seen and we yeah. want to see it definitely like, like it should just um, be on this you know the, we talk about it all the time how many goddamn streaming services there are these days that are yeah. trying to compete with your money and how someone I know, hasn't up. been able to get, get this get this 
I know. It's like how someone hasn't able to get this and it is just snuck out on a Blu-ray by like, I don't even know like who's making that Blu-ray because like Dimension aren't really doing anything these days. Nah. It was just um, the the sleeve was just printed on a bit of plain paper. <laughs> it was just the poster folded in half. It doesn't yeah. even have a spine. It really wouldn't surprise me at this point. <laughs> um, but no, the movie itself it's a, it's a fun movie. I thought like it's it's mm. very short, which I liked, and so it it goes at yep. a quick pace. Um, it introduces you to the camera straight away. It introduces you to your main character straight away, and it really gets to the bulk of what the movie is going to be about. Um, and instantly the demon is like already after people and killing people. You know, yeah, it doesn't take this like really long build up to get going, um, which I liked. And then as it as it kind of got going, it gets to a point where pretty much the end of the first third of the movie or the first act where you know we have the camera we were introduced to our characters and they're obviously slowly being killed off um then it actually starts adding like a lot of different stuff which i didn't expect where they're actually going to explaining this camera and actually having a backstory yeah. and a mythology which i thought was really cool like i didn't expect that in this movie at all yeah um this obviously it's a zany idea as we've discussed this camera that kind of kills people the similar you know with like a ring tape um but this movie actually went no no, no we're actually going to explain what's going on here and try and give this a mythology very much like the old school horror movies would do um and i liked that like i thought that's the vibe they were going for like it was very much this weird origin story of this killer um yeah. you can see that's what they were going for of like we want this to become a thing sort of thing and i liked that and i thought it was effective as well um so i it definitely kept uh, yeah. me interested through the middle part of the movie where i think a lot of movies would have just been nope the camera's there and if you take if it takes your picture you die and they <clears> never would have ever explained anything else um and so i like that they actually took the time to try and explain that um, definitely but outside of that, yeah, it was just a fun movie. I thought, like, it's it's t- it's a tame movie, which is probably the biggest disappointment um, because it doesn't. Really yeah, go there, I think I think that's the thing. I think when when deaths happened, They're they so were quick. very PG thirteen. Yeah, you know, this this is definitely There's a PG thirteen movie. There's good yeah. tension, and then they just cut immediately as soon as the person <clears throat> dies, and you know <clears throat> it's like they don't want to show you the blood and the gore. Yeah, um, which is a shame. Um, yeah. I yeah I I'm completely with you though I really enjoyed this film I think mm. the um you know as you said the the fact that it starts straight away the fact that the ghost instantly started killing people you know a couple of pictures were taken and these characters just get wiped out straight away and mm. I was like I respect that like yeah. that we're not going to get um one character in particular I really thought that wasn't going to happen as quick it yeah. seemed seemed like they were going to be a major character and just like boomf gone. And I'm like, I want that after, especially after watching kind of when we sat down and watched Curse last week and straight away, we just know there's not going to be any body count. And then there's no suspense with our victims. Every yeah. time the shadow shifted onto a character and they had a run in, I felt like they could easily die. Yeah. Um, Most of the time they did as well. Yeah. It was interesting as well. Like a couple of times it was giving me like Nightmare on Elm Street vibes with Mm. like certain characters when they were coming after them. There was one very reminiscent where one of our characters in the police cell and it was kind of reminding me loads of um, obviously the first Nightmare on Elm Street and Mm. kind of when he's in the cell and gets hung and like, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that scene. Um, But yeah, and I really enjoyed how as you said much mythology went into the camera and the rules and i think the rules worked i think Mm. like when you say like um how the ghost does take varying times it is because the ghost operates in the dark Mm. so obviously like when the picture's taken in the day pretty much the first time night falls he gets that character yeah whereas like if the picture's taken at night he goes for him straight away like 
the the rules that were made obviously there's some stuff going on well obviously to... what i was referring to as well is like it was a group photo so yeah he, he can like he is a physical i guess not physical yeah. but he is a no, one being that has to one go ghost one at a time. that goes yeah one at a time he picks one at a time and kind of goes after that one mm. and um and obviously the the picture kind of detect dictates which one he's going after as well and i, I really like that and i think yeah obviously you could pick it apart for some reasons, I'm sure, but I just feel like it, it really created rules, which is one of my things, especially with these ghosts. Like, I'm like, okay, you're giving me something that's way out there. Give me the rules. Like, what can it do? What are mm. its limitations? Why isn't it killing everyone? Like, yeah. and, and this, this made sense with it. Yeah, they give you like um, in information on the camera mm. itself. They give you information on the photos. You know, the the yeah. characters react in ways that you want them to do, where they're like straight away, yeah. like, right? Let's destroy the photo, and you see I what loved, happens if they do. Yeah, that. I love that scene. Like yeah. when yeah, a character tries to burn the photo and it and it reacts, and they realize they can't. And I just thought like that's so brilliant because that's mm. that's literally the first thing that everyone would do. And, you know, instead of so many of these horror movies where they're like, why don't they just you know run out the front door instead of up the stairs? It's like oh. They tried to rip it up or, and yeah. burn it, and oh yeah, that failed. And they're like, "Shit, we're gonna have to think again." Yeah. Um, so yeah, I yeah, you know, this movie has limitations, which I think are you know mainly due to budget and mm. kind of where they were going in terms of the the rating and the audience they were going to aim for. You know, I'd imagine they were hoping that this was going to get a you know theatrical release and was mm. going to get in front of a lot of people because it was going to have a lower age rating. Um, very similar, I think, to like Slender Man type, you know, approach. Yeah. Um, and the fact that this has now become this kind of forbidden fruit sort after thing, you kind of wanted it to go a little bit more R when yeah. when the kills happened. But I can see why when this movie was made, the tone they went for does make sense. Yeah, it's a good um, point. The audience that's actually going to find this now is not the intended audience. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like hardcore horror fans are going to dig this out now. Whereas, yeah. yeah, this was made for mainstream, and I think it could have easily done very well because it's yeah, a very crowd-pleasing, it fun yeah. movie. Yeah, and I thought pretty much all the actors, you know, knocked it out of the park. I thought our lead, you know, Bird was very good. Mm. Pre pretty much all the characters around her, no one did my head in. Obviously, you know, getting my boy Mitch as uh, <laughs> as a sheriff was fantastic. Um, he didn't I thought just everyone... play a dumb cop either, which is fun. <laughs> no, he was like competent. What is it? I mean, He's actually a character. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, you can't, you don't fuck with Skinner, like. No. <laughs> You know, he knows he knows his stuff. But yeah, the police were, you know, uh, decent police. Uh, what happened at the start, bro? Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, did this movie have an unnecessarily horry open? Um, yeah. Hmm. Did, would you say yes? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it unnecessary though? Well. I mean, I guess so, because it doesn't yeah. really have a massive connection to any of our characters <clears> later <throat> on, which I was expecting it to. At least to, to my knowledge, it didn't, did it? It just yeah. seemed like it was two random kids that were playing yeah. with Yeah. I enjoyed it, and I yeah. think it's... Um, I got genuine yeah. tension in that scene, I thought. Like, when once I put I think, this on, like, late at night on know, my own, I actually does, got tension out of that scene. does scream, you know, tick that box for an unnecessary horror opening. And it's like... You know, it's not connected to the rest straight away, but it, mm. it kind of is and it serves a purpose. I think it's I think like we get away from the point of what we're trying to achieve yeah, here a little definitely. bit. And, it's and not yeah, just think, the horror scene, it's yeah, like it's a this don't one breathe a pretty pass. much. <laughs> yeah, this one gets a pass. It's not it's not egregious. I think it's an egregious opening horror scene is what we're looking for here. Yeah. And I think I think this one gets a pass because it 
you know, it was just a fun scene that just yeah. builds on the lore of the camera. Um, yeah, when we so talked yeah, about like, actual... it, it was like it was like the opening of the ring. You know, it was just kind of like these kids with the camera and messing around. And yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I dug it. I kind of thought as well, it was, it was interesting that, um, obviously bringing this Polaroid camera into the modern world mm. and kind of, so all the kids have got, you know, the smartphones and everything else and suddenly having this really old bit of tech and them actually actively using it was interesting. And I kind of thought, you know, in the opening scene, kind of the, the, reasoning behind it and obviously kind of getting introduced to bird and everything else with her like um i thought they did a good way of weaving that into a modern um timeline hmm. yeah this this movie is weird because it doesn't necessarily scream modern like there's no. there's few small things like she has a more modern um digital camera which she's using at the start of the movie and then people do have mobile phones but they're not necessarily a top of the range smartphone um i don't remember anyone ever looking at like the internet in this movie um, um well no because that's weird actually yeah yeah and i think um, one of the friends kind of does but she's kind of like in a library doing it and you don't they don't bat you over the head with like all this modern stuff which i like because then it does <laughs> feels a bit more like a throwback like if this they were looking stuff up on their phone at one point i'm sure when they were talking yeah they definitely have modern phones um Mm. but like it's not it doesn't scream like this is set in whatever year you know it's filmed in sort of thing Um, which i think grounds it more and it it Mm. makes it a bit more believable um you know it's obviously like the main kind of thing is once it gets going these teens are very much like we're gonna work this out ourselves um Mm. they don't really try and help or get help from other people um you know, they obviously contact the sheriff, and I liked that reasoning for why he's not the most useful of sheriff. Um, yeah, you know, it, was, it was kind of they they wrote in the whole you know cops don't help us bit that that really annoys me, but they actually made it part of the plot and actually made it him a character, which I really yeah. enjoyed. And um, also at that point, it made sense as well because they weren't being stupid. Hmm. There wasn't really a body count at that point. Yeah, you know, the, the deaths the when... had been explained yeah once they had the photo and they showed that they couldn't damage it or break the camera it felt like that was enough evidence to like show someone (laughs) yeah i guess that's the thing like when they're in the police station and even then like if they'd have gone in the police station and set that photo on fire and shown him what happens yeah like he had to have reacted to that and done something to it um and and our characters didn't do that yeah yeah but um yeah for me this was exactly what i wanted it to be and then Hmm. some Hmm. um you know, I really enjoyed it. It's one that I'm kind of really happy we got to see. It's not, you know, it's not this, you know, crazy horror movie that's jumping up to the top of my top list. But, you know, it's going to be in my thoughts for something that might might sneak into the top 10. Yeah. Um, And was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I think the fact that after all this years of like anticipation, it didn't disappoint speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it was just a solid, enjoyable movie. Like, I really yeah. wonder if this was just like we're seeing a Netflix movie next week that we don't really know much about. If this was that, you know, if, if this was just, oh, there's a movie called Polaroid and it's out on Netflix next week and we just happen to watch it. Like, yeah. what would our reaction to that be? You know, something like the silence that we saw was very much just like we're going in a, a complete solid, you know, when we don't have expectations either way. Mm. And so that movie is like, like, well, it's a bad movie, so it disappointed us. Whereas this was like definitely a good movie. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, and we had, and more. we had a fair bit of expectation for this. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, yeah. And no, I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised by it. Having, yeah. having finally get to see it. I think, um, 
the fact that it's it is pretty suspenseful and like like you said when they actually get into the lore of kind of who this ghost is and everything else i find found that all really interesting and i wish that i've actually played around with the whole game in the system a bit i mean they did a fair bit to be mm. honest and kind of the you know pretty pretty early on when our characters established kind of what this what's going on they realize that the the shadow is kind of an indicator as to who he's going to go for next and they realize that they can try to manipulate that yeah and um you know kind of help each other out and that sort of thing and i thought that was all really good and kind of just just added an element that i wasn't really expecting you know i really thought this was going to be a kind of dumb ring ripoff that was mm. done without a lot of thought. And I was kind of like, I'm okay with that. And it, and it was a hell of a lot deeper than that. Oh yeah, definitely. Like this clearly comes from a passion project, obviously mm. with him directing the short film first. And then yeah. like, they clearly had an idea <clears throat> and it wasn't just a, a concept, which is what we initially thought. Yeah. Like there is actually thought gone into this and yeah, definitely I like think... the, the photo tampering stuff was one, probably my mm. favorite part of the whole movie. And definitely. I wasn't expecting any of that. I loved all the different set pieces when they start, obviously, you know using the shadow to be like where he's going to strike but then also like oh well if you take another photo that sort of takes precedent and trying to game the system that way mm. and definitely the ways in which they tamper with the photo obviously the first one being kind of when they set fire to it but then later on a few sort of stuff in the final act what they use it i was like yeah, oh this is really actually good. really cool and clever yeah. um but yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting movie. Like, do, do you think, reckon you'd be more excited for a child's play now? Obviously, having well, seen that's exactly what I was going to say. Because one of the things about this movie as well, I think this movie, I don't have no idea even if it's reported what budget it is, but I'd imagine yeah. the budget's extremely low. Yeah, definitely. And I thought at times this movie was really gorgeous. It was shot fantastically well. Kind of, there's a lot of scenes in the snow and that sort of thing. I thought all of that looked lovely, and there were some real nice moments the the spirit itself when kind of shows up obviously the cg and kind of effects there are a bit more low budget but kind of a lot of it looked really nice and the fact that genuine tension was created you know i can picture you know him now having chucky at the helm being able to create you know create good tension there and you know with a with a higher um uh age rating on the film you know mm. he can actually get some more horror in and so yeah i'm you know the more the closer we get to child's play the more i'm on board for watching it you know yeah um and the more they're throwing things in that i'm like okay this is a director that i'm now interested in and mm. oh look he's now doing child's play mark hamill that's interesting you know and it's suddenly that they're, they're mm. you know they're, they're ticking some boxes that are piquing my interest um so yeah that, i'm i'm looking forward to it that movie for me i'm like i'm excited for everything about child's play except for chucky yeah um, yeah because i think the movie itself looks good it looks well acted Sounds it looks like it has some really cool yeah. horror stuff it's just like what we've seen in the doll i think genuinely looks terrible and obviously the doll does look bad yeah. and i really am worried about the, the mark hamill voice thing because as i've discussed to me this feels like a last minute decision and so i'm mm. really wondering if he will feel like he was just like dubbed over the top of this movie and he's not actually interacting with anyone back and forth and especially because of what we know about this movie he's an ai um so i feel like that will lend itself more to him just saying yeah you feel stuff. like he's gonna converse more yeah yeah like i don't think like chucky is an actual soul of a human being so he he actually has back and forth with other humans whereas i feel like this chucky is probably just going to be saying stuff for the hell of it and then they're not really interacting with it but again that's just a presumption um yeah. 
But yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like I like to say, I'm really glad we saw this first, and it shows that he's definitely got talent. Which is, yeah. obviously we didn't know anything about him other than that he'd made this movie and he got this big deal. But like I can totally see why he would be given a big movie now. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, we did have a question as well, so we may as well put it in now. We did have a question about this film. Um, of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at SHB Pod. Um, and yeah, this one is from Kyle, um, who says, uh, I'm sure you'll answer uh, this during the show, but was the wait worth it? Um, I enjoyed the concept, I enjoyed the ending, but the deaths were just so boring. An R rated uh, Polaroid would have been so much better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we pretty much covered that. Like, um, we completely agree with you, Kyle, that obviously the deaths were boring. Um, and especially in a horror movie, especially like one like this, where it's very <laughs> much about the body count, that is yeah. a big disappointment. And you have to put I haven't, haven't watched like the, the, in particular, the US ring recently. Mm. And like how those, some of those images have like stuck with me. Yeah. From, like whenever that movie came out, like over 20 years ago. And, you know, that movie in the UK had a 15 right and and it's kind of mm. like you know definitely i wish they'd gone harder with it but i just think you know their intent when this movie was made but yeah i would have loved us in an r-rated polaroid mm. but um this movie still lived up to the to the weight for me and then some yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, was it was it worth the wait? I mean, I don't know mm. if any movie this this smaller budget is worth the wait. You know, you shouldn't like this isn't. Yeah, ideal, we shouldn't have like, to. We shouldn't have no. to wait and, and seek it out the way we had to seek it out. Yeah, like this is not ideal, and this has only been a negative against this movie, which is a shame. But then when you actually judge the movie on its own merit, which is what we're here to do, like it's a it's a very fun movie, and I hope this gets a wider release. Like, who knows? Because we've had twenty four with stuff like incident in the ghost land which seemed like it was going to have a very small release and then did end up getting a bigger release um so who knows about something like this like it could just come to netflix and that'd be great um or shudder or something like that because yeah it needs to be on one of the streaming platforms i think like mm. i think this movie could have got a I good just, audience i just feel like none cinema, of those but... companies want to have the credits associated to it now you know, because the Weinstein name is on mm. the opening credits of this movie. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't know whether any major label wants to pick that up and run with it and put that movie out there. Yeah. It um, seems like you're just inviting bad press, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, so many of those movies of the era, because, I think, are just going to disappear, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, this movie doesn't deserve to have that stigma attached to it. But when, when that name is on the credits, I just, you know, and, I, and I'm assuming that, they, you know, they can't get it taken off. Mm. Um and that's the problem really yeah um but yeah i mean i don't know if you want to talk any spoilers probably not because it's this a hard movie to find um yeah i mean i don't really think it's necessary i think we've covered it quite well without spoiling things you know kind of talking about the pictures and that and the manipulation like we're only going to go into things that you know just just scene by scene but pretty much everything that you know it's not going to be spoiler related but whenever we got action scenes obviously um i do agree that i wish they'd gone more when you know deaths happen and that sort of thing but i thought it did a really good job of building tension and you know with the running time as well i was completely engaged from start to finish and to be honest when this movie first started i was kind of half had my phone in my hand and kind of thought to myself, you know, I'm going to put this on and see whether it keeps my interest. But, you know, it, it really did. And, and as soon as the movie ended, I was like, I didn't even like, you know, get distracted once this, mm. this smashed it. 
Yeah, one thing I will say is that like the use of the camera and the whole w- w- when are the characters going to become aware of the the power that this camera has, and obviously instantly we're introduced to, um, as the audience to what the camera can do. Yeah, because of the um, opening scene. Yeah, so then once Bird gets the camera and she's obviously slowly figuring out, like immediately, I liked the tension with the camera because we obviously know mm. what goes on, but she doesn't, and so instantly, like this is getting mild spoilery for the first act. Um, yeah, but like instantly, someone gets t- their photo taken, and you're like. Oh, oh my god like i was not expecting someone to instantly get their photo taken yeah and it's like well damn that's a death sentence um and then there's a few teasers with the camera which i really like to be like no don't press the button and they yeah. don't and that was cool and then like in again probably i would say in the first act like like say there is a group photo of like a lot of our characters and they just boom they take the photo and like i don't know about you but i was legit shocked at that moment yeah yeah i was like whoa yeah, That's I was like, everyone oh my god. that I know so far. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my god, I was not expecting, like, I was totally expecting someone to knock her arm and, like... It, and especially, and yeah, and it's like, something. oh, it's just got one of them or something. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because, like, especially the 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 rate that the ghost was taking people out, I thought, yeah. well, Christ, like, are we going to get introduced to another set of characters? <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that was really smart, because not only did it give yeah. me a shocking moment that I wasn't expecting, but then the movie transitions, and it isn't just about, you know, us discovering it with her. Like, then it's like she discovers what the camera's about and so do the characters and so then it becomes the case of right let's stop this and then it's about uncovering the mythology of the of the of the killer behind the camera which Mm. again we've talked about was really really fun definitely Um, and again comparing it to last week it's so funny how like that was based upon a real folklore that has like years of history and people really enjoy and the way it's portrayed in that movie was so crap because it was just like she she just killed her kids and that was it whereas in this movie there's like so much yeah cool we stuff. know so much about that ghost by the end of this yeah i don't want to go into it but like no. i actually loved the reasoning behind it there's a nice little twist that they drop in there as well yeah. that i wasn't expecting like they like say it, it did to me i know it's a ridiculous comparison but it did feel like a nightmare on elm street of like when you're first learning mm. about what happened to freddie and why did he attack these people yeah um, so yeah i no, really it, enjoyed it, it you know it was giving me slight nightmare on elm street vibes mm. you know throughout i mean how strong is to recommend then uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend this. Like, as far as how it is now, it's difficult because it's like basically Blu-ray or nothing. <laughs> um, mm. So, do I recommend you go out and buy the Blu-ray? Probably not. Um, we we will let you guys know if you can get this in some capacity going forward because I really hope mm. there is an easier way. Um, but but that aside, just w- should you spend your time watching this movie? Absolutely. Like, it's totally. Mm. It's like eighty-two minutes or something crazy, and it goes it goes past really quick. Like I could have easily had another 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and yeah. I really, I really enjoyed it overall, which is great. I mean, I'd say, you know, definitely it's worth your time in seeking this out. Mm. Um, I'd say, you know, it's a cool Blu-ray to have on your shelf as well. Like yeah. this movie that no one, no one thought would ever exist. So I'd say seek out the Blu-ray, get, <laughs> get in front of it now and yeah. like, enjoy this film. You're not going to be disappointed. It's not a crazy blood fest or a crazy R-rated movie, but it's a fun horror movie, and it's and it's one that has an interesting story behind it as well. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that is our discussion of uh, Polaroid. We will take a short break, and we will be right back.
So yeah, we do have another question this week. Um, this one is from Joe. Um, he says, uh, "Great show, guys. Take them on for the team." Referring to last week's show. <laughs> uh, Cheers, pal. Joe. We tried. <laughs> um, he says, uh, "If you could invite any characters from any horror movie to a dinner party, who would they be?" Um, for me, it would be Michael Myers and Doctor Loomis, Thirty Ones, Charlie, Sickhead, and Doomhead. Christ, um, <laughs> and Rob Zombie's Annie Brackett. Oh, and Captain Spaulding. Um, <laughs> what are Rob Zombie characters there? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they'd all get along. I don't think I'd want to put Charlie in that situation. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Charlie and Doomhead got along fine. Yeah, it's good, by the man. End of that movie, it's good, man. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we, I mean, the, he's clearly gone the brings some psychopaths to dinner um, path. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you okay, bro? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Which, which way are you going to take this? Are you just going to invite Freddy um, and all the crazy serial killers? Well, uh, my first thought was Freddy because I think he'd be entertaining. Yeah, um, and he'd bring his own cutlery, so that's helpful. <laughs> nice. um, I think, um, but then I was thinking, actually, I'm, I want the guys to bring some food with me, and so I was thinking, Leatherface. Mm. I'd like to try some <laughs> of that barbecue they talk about. Nice. Um, but then I thought I'd do one better, actually, and I'd invite Hannibal Lecter <laughs> because imagine the shit he'd bring with him. Yeah, like wow. yeah. People always say his food's to die for, so mm. I think I'd go for Hannibal Lecter. It'd be an yeah. interesting conversation. You mm. know, we'd you know, some good music, some good wine, he'd bring some good food. I won't ask what's in it and uh yeah, have a good time. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with the Hannibal Lecter one. Like I think I I really do think that'd be a good choice, you know. He seems like a stand up guy that uh yeah. would bring some Charming. interesting re- recipes. Um, yeah, and, and I've just you know, I don't have to cook then. Exactly. You know, because um, Joe's preparing all this food for this for these psychos that are just gonna murder each other. Yeah. I'm gonna have my feet up. You know, <laughs> Hannibal's gonna turn up two hours early and like, Do you want me to get this? I'm like, Yeah, you got this. Mm. Like kitchen's over there, bro. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with Hannibal. I feel like I'd have to have someone to sort of counteract that. So I, I need someone who I can sort of rely on uh, in case things go south. Um, yeah. Which, of course, you've got to bring Ash Williams at that point. Um, yeah, true. Because he could just battle. You know, I want Hannibal to be there and I want him to have a good time. But if he if he starts to think that yeah, he you need start a, yeah, the guests, then yeah, I need someone to kick his ass, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess how many people we're going to have to this because I feel like Hannibal can host. Yeah, yeah well, we I mean, they, they would be my two, and then like to kind of counteract each other. And then other than that, I just want some great sort of dinner time banter, really. So I think mm. I'd have to go for Rod from Get Out um, because he'd just be hilarious. And then recently watching Cabin in the Woods, I feel like Marty would just kind of like really slow the pace down. Um, so I think Marty from Cabin in the Woods as well. So have you sign a two comedy guys, your, your nice ass kicking hero, and then you and then your chef as well. Yeah. Um, that'd be my pick really i don't know how that night would go <laughs> i really want to see that movie now no. it'd be um, interesting <laughs> yeah i feel like because i feel like you know some of the psychopaths that you could pick they would just be too full-on whereas i think hannibal is that right yeah. level you know yeah well, that's what i was thinking like otis i mean imagine he just like what what <laughs> shit are you gonna get with him yeah like, you're never gonna like joe's never sitting down you're never getting past starter bro yeah like <laughs> <clears throat> I at least want to have a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Captain Spaulding's a good chat though. Like that, that'd be a good, be good. comedy. Yeah. One as well. Yeah. I'd like to bring Spaulding along. I think mm. Ash could keep him under control. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll bring Spaulding. <clears throat> um, but yeah, thanks for that one, Joe. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it this week. Obviously there was some TV to talk about. Um, was there? 
Yes, a little a little show ended in the past week. Uh, oh, I don't know, man. We've already we've already discussed this a lot off air, so we won't have a long discussion. Um, but obviously, it was the final ever episode of Game of Thrones. Um, how are the people? <laughs> how are the people? <laughs> yeah. Well, so we, we've obviously like we've been talking about this season in general the last few weeks, and we've been pretty positive, right? Like mm-hmm. enjoying it overall. Obviously, it's. The thing that frustrates me the most, I think, at this point is that it's really hard to take away the reception it's got and try and look at what I think of it myself. And I know that's a yeah. weird thing to say, but it's like you already know now that pretty much everyone hates it. And so it's a case yeah. of like, right, what would I be if I just watched this in a vacuum on my own? And I think mm. that overall, the season I did enjoy, I thought it was a fun season. Like it's by no I've means I've enjoyed it. It's it's um, mad rushed. That's my yeah, opinion overall. Like hugely rushed. We've waited for literally years for these moments, mm. and then they've they're over in one episode. Yeah, um, it felt like you know the the first act and the middle act was so longly drawn out and nicely yeah. executed, and then it's like right, it's time to land this motherfucker, and they just it was rush, 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 full scene yeah. ahead, get to this bit, get to this bit, and it was why guys like just have it more time because you know people are tar- targeting obviously the writers and all this different stuff, but I genuinely feel like it's just a time issue. I, I really do yeah. feel like had this been a full season with at least another full season because six episodes was ridiculous. We we needed like twelve now and probably another twelve. Yeah, they obviously just started to scale with budget so much. They were like, mm. "Fuck, we're going mad." I just um, don't understand it though. Like HBO, this is the biggest show that's probably ever existed, and yeah, I can't. Nineteen imagine. million people watched this. <laughs> It's wild. Like, I don't think HBO, let alone anyone, will ever have a show this big. And so it's a case of why rush it? Like, take your time and, and do it justice, um, yeah. which they clearly haven't done. Even as me personally, the, the finale itself I thought was was okay. Like, I really liked the first half dealing yeah. with the aftermath. Because I really, I, we didn't really talk about it. I really enjoyed episode five, the one leading before yeah. it. Um, and I know a lot of people didn't. I did enjoy that. I liked that turn from Danny. I was kind of expecting it anyway. And I yeah, liked, we I spoke really about well it. We we thought it was going to happen. I thought yeah. it was done well. The only thing I didn't like in that episode was Aya. Yeah. Um, Just made no sense, really. Especially because no we thought it would make sense yeah. in this episode. And it yeah. makes even less sense. And ultimately, sense. <laughs> it was just so much filler for a mm. show that was rushed and had all of this filler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the previous episode as well. I really did not like the finale. Well, mm. well, again, I enjoyed, as you said, the first half, mm. kind of there's, there's seeing the time. aftermath, seeing Danny, yeah. post kind of seeing the Danny and jo- John sna- stuff. Um, this is where it just took a weird turn, didn't it? Like there was a the weird show time stopped. jump. The, the, the show stopped at that point. There was a slight time jump, an Which unknown time yeah, jump. Yeah, I was going to say, we have no and idea. suddenly at this point... Everything made no sense. Everything mm. was dull. I didn't like any resolution. Like where all of our characters ended up, just felt so cheap and pointless. We didn't characters that we've seen and wanted to see have these defining moments didn't get them, and it just it felt to me like the season had ended, ready for the next season. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay. I'm quite interested to see what John now does. Um, because it's basically put the four yeah. Stark and families like, in these like yeah, four different positions. All, all of the Stark family members, I'm like, okay, next season, I'd quite like to see what happens with them now. And then I'm like, well, oh, I think no, that's, that's the thing. Did you, read, did, you, did you get the sense that it was just they were painfully wanting to set up all these spinoffs, like yeah. especially the Aya one? Oh, the Aya one was egregious. Like, mm. and I just, I just thought to myself, because that's what this, because that's why we've had so much Aya in these two episodes to mm. set up that spinoff. And I just thought it was a complete cash in. Um, and as someone that's, I like Game of Thrones. Um, you know, I've watched mm. them all. 
I wouldn't call myself a big fan. And so I'm not as invested and I've left feeling cheapened and not that happy with it. So I can see why people that are super invested are as frustrated as they, they have been like, I don't necessarily agree with the signing of petitions and that sort of thing, but I can see why people are upset because it it was unsatisfying how it ended. And yeah, with the whole IA stuff in that, it just feels like they're trying to push these spinoffs. Mm. yeah i completely agree with you like we've always said that that you know we're not the biggest fans like i enjoy it and so maybe that's why the disappointment is so high but i I said to you off air that the thing that i couldn't believe was like i watched the episode and like i said i thought it was fine but the fact that the final episode of this epic show that's been i mean i watched like a a highlight video yesterday of showing you know like celebrating the show and it kind of blows you away how many incredible moments yeah. there were and the fact that there wasn't any of those in the finale like there to, was to go, the well, first there, there half, was, i think co- there's some cool moments for sure but nowhere near the heights of the show oh no no like, not even close. Um, like when you look at some of these moments like you forget even some of the smaller ones where it's like oh my god that moment was so amazing and oh, yeah, yeah. this is the finale the eye gouging for me yeah. the like, eye they, gouging they the need one. to land it perfectly and, and like it always like the comparisons are rife with so many different shows but i think it goes to show you that ending something is the hardest thing yeah we talk about it all the time the amount of great movies we see that just don't necessarily have great endings Mm -hmm. and you know we talked a little bit about avengers endgame and how like i just think that's the best ending possible that you could ever have to a franchise like that and yeah this this is that and friends yeah well, like you're saying, like, obviously there's all these Lost comparisons because so many people hated that. I personally loved the last season of Lost. Um, and yeah, even something like Breaking Bad, where I think of that and I'm like, oh man, they ended that so well. Um, mm. Something like this, where it's like, no one is really going to say that now, even as someone who I I enjoyed the last season, but I'm not going yeah. to say they ended it well. Because I no. don't think they did. Um but yeah, especially that that scene in the episode really pissed me off. Like, and obviously that is the catalyst to then going forward. But like, even in the moment of the scene with it, where there's the jump cut, you were yeah. just, none of this makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and, and when all the characters are kind of voting in who's going to take charge, it, it just makes no the sense that we've been set up for, for yeah. eight years, where, where the throne suddenly now is, well, I guess we just decide who it is. It's basically, yeah. they've gone from a lineage king-queen to basically now an elected official in charge. Yeah. And, it's like, and it was just, yeah, and it just made no sense, because none of the characters were were in that mindset mm. and then the one character that they all hated you know Tyrion just says something yeah. and they're all like yeah i mean i guess we'll just do that like we we're going to kill this guy in a minute he's still in actual shackles right now yeah. but let's all listen to him and choose the entire world's outcome based off what he just said right when you know, the meeting um, started gray worm said to him you're not here to talk yeah and then the rest of that that meeting was him yeah. explaining yeah then Tyrion i'm went, gonna pick the king yeah, he was like, and i'm gonna be the hand to the yeah. king <laughs> yeah he was like i know i'm not gonna talk but <laughs> yeah just listen to this one thing i never it liked was... the, the criticism that people bring up when they say someone's fan servicey because not only do i think that in most cases people use that they don't actually know what they mean yeah um, because like, i'm like i'm always like what the hell does that mean like if people watch endgame and they go yeah the ending's a bit fan service i'm like what the hell does that even mean yeah um but yeah. anyway in in this sense i actually do think the way Tyrion's character ended up was extremely fan servicey because in that point what we've seen in the previous episode uh in episode yeah uh, he's dead yeah, like he's one hundred percent dead. So, like when he, he took that brooch and threw it down, with Danny, threw yeah, it down the stairs. In, that yeah, 
in front of the armies how does he walk like she goes nah i'm just going to put you in a, in a cell and, and explain what's going to happen to you later like that was utterly preposterous yeah. and then the fact that gray worm would let him have this really privileged position as well let alone john snow like gray, that's, that's gray a whole worm. issue in itself gray worm would not let Tyrion or john snow live yeah. like that's the thing he would he, he, need, he would have to die yeah the only way they get that resolution is with gray worm dying yeah and it, so I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm really disappointed with it because I th- and and also with all of this other frustration, the last half of that episode was boring. Mm. In between these scenes, we just had these really boring scenes. There was a 90 second moment with Tyrion just arranging chairs, mm. you know, and it, I, I felt like it was trying to be like this aftermath kind of special moment but i was already frustrated and then i was just like fuck you doing with your chairs bro like give, well, give we me discussed give me recently when comedy like, doesn't land how awkward it feels mm. and there was that and just before that and again the scene which i think is probably the worst scene in the show's history oh is, god is yeah scene when there's like a guy stands up and he's like trying to be yeah, like sansa's uncle in it yeah and, and then they just kind of give him the whole like sit down mate and it lingers and everyone does their little look to camera like <laughs> and it's just yeah. like that bit wasn't funny and then like you say when Tyrion's like arranging the chairs and then they just they go into the room and immediately move them which that's what you do when you sit in a chair yeah and he and looks then, like, annoyed when, when bran like, shows up and they say like whatever it is when he leaves and he's like we'll work on that and i was yeah. like oh, just none of it was landing and no. yeah it it was bad like mm. it was kind of like everyone was saying game of thrones was bad and i was like wow it's really not that bad it's not yeah. of the heights it was but it's really not that bad and now yeah. suddenly this is bad and i am mm. i'm, I'm you know, it got a million signatures that that stupid petition before this episode came up. I dread to think what it's going to get to. <laughs> yeah, it's really true what you say. Like it is almost like a self fulfilling prophecy. Because yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed the the episode I before yeah. <laughs> when everyone yeah. was pissed off. I was like, "What are you pissed off about?" That was one of the coolest action sequences we've seen. Like that turn made complete sense to me. Um, yeah. But I think mainly that was probably, and again, I could probably say this as someone who isn't the biggest fan, is that they probably saw what that meant going forward, whereas I didn't have the hindsight at that point. I was just enjoying it in the moment. And so, because I, I saw a lot of people say this ending was pretty much the best they could have done given the, the position they wrote themselves in. And I kind of agree with that, where it's like well, they made I guess, certain choices. I guess and at that point, what do you do? I guess at that point, when you create a new giant conflict in the Panorama episode of the show, they wrote themselves into a hole because 100%. of the amount of episodes they had left. If there was yeah. another two seasons now of Starks versus Danny, yeah, you know, or or even we needed the, the John finale, versus Danny conflict to go on for like say a whole season, not a bloody yeah, half an episode. Like, exactly, you know, and um, that that would have been a great couple of seasons. You know, um, this season could have been more about the Walkers. Next season could have been more about danny and cersei and then we get a season after kind of danny and john you know and, and keep it going and this is the most popular show in the world mm. um instead we got all of that over the course of four episodes which was just outrageous yeah it's weird like say they definitely put themselves in this spot with this season you know the thing about like all the night king stuff whereas like yeah the whole winter is coming thing and it's been this big deal for eight years and then the fact that i was just snuffed out in an instant yeah. um, with a knife blade in one episode and then it was like okay now it's all leading to cersei oh she's fell in some rubble and done literally nothing in this season yeah. like and then it's, it's like oh now it's all danny and then yeah. she she dies 
within like minutes of the the, the finale and it's like yeah, well, oh. you had one scene seeing her like sort of commanding her armies which was a really yeah. cool scene yeah um and then like yeah she just instantly gets killed um, oh when she landed on the dragon and then it kind of like flew up and the wings sprouted out yeah. from behind her that imagery was fantastic yeah that was cool i loved her speech as well even though yeah. it was weird to be like oh there's suddenly a million dothraki again even though they supposedly all died in the uh the fight against the night king like that's weird. yeah that's cool <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's an interesting. There's always one. more Dothraki. Yeah, like I like you say, I thought it was like decent at the time, and then it's one of those things where the more you think about it, the more it just kind of falls apart. Um, and yeah, even though I like the season overall, like it's totally, I really wanted to rewatch this whole series, and now knowing where it ends, I don't know if I could. Um, yeah. Because I would really, I do want to like go back to the start and see like those initial conflicts between the Starks and the Lannisters, now knowing where it ends up, and I think that would be an amazing yeah. rewatch. Um, kingslayer just, nearly did it right back then yeah i know god damn it rest in peace kingslayer um that annoys me as well jamie got done so dirty in this scene yeah um but yeah it is what it is like yeah the one thing i am interested about this is obviously that if george ever does finish his books i'm fascinated to see how different it is because obviously that's he's already kind of, said that like they diff that it's going to differ quite a bit and i right. bet he's i bet he just rewrite i bet he had a giant bonfire <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i mean like this is what this uh fandom, you got a free hit at it like well, that's what i mean this fandom is really interesting because we will never know now like we live in a world where game of thrones came out he told them the initial outlines of how the story was going to end they obviously filled in the gaps but but according to what we know that is how he wanted it to end pretty much like i can't mm. imagine he has a different person on the throne for instance yeah. um so obviously maybe with more time fleshed out it would it would seem more worthwhile but um that's going to be fascinating to see if he does actually make, you know, imagine if like Danny just doesn't turn bad in his books now, like something like that would be fascinating. Yeah. She's Um, just sat on the throne and he's like, what? That's why I always like a lap dog. Because apparently that's what everyone wanted, even though that's a fucking awful ending. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, banging Danny, it's not, it's not the worst ending. I know, but it's just so funny. Like that's the culture now, where like we hate Cersei and Jamie, but everyone wants these two to be a couple on the throne. It's like, dude, they can't. Like, <laughs> we know their lineage yeah. now. Like, you can't be. Apparently, we know everyone's own tolerance for incest. Apparently, exactly. brother and sister, no, aunts yeah. and uncles, not so bad. Exactly. <laughs> or was it aunts and cousins or whatever it is, Something or nephews? Like yeah. Um, yeah, it's like eh, not so bad. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. We've, we've all learned our internal threshold. <laughs> yep <laughs> congratulations to the audience yeah, we've right. learned something guys <laughs> yeah um but yeah let, definitely i would like to hear some from some of our listeners like if you are into the show what did you think because i'm sure that, like definitely. i've already seen people that do really still like it um and like i say i'm by no means the biggest hater of this show like i still think it's a fantastic show i'm really yeah definitely for it for all the yeah. memories over the years they had um, one bad episode well you know but the a significant bad episode it's just a shame it's the last one i know it's, it is a shame like who knows like maybe if they did do the spin-offs and again i hate that because i don't want that to be the way you resolve it but maybe a little bit more flesh and i would give us more sense of, of mm. um, you know ending wise but i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't see that happening no but no yeah um but yeah that's pretty much it this week uh in the coming or oh, did you watch any other movies i should quickly say yeah i'm all right yeah you're right fair <laughs> enough um save it for next week um but yeah we uh next few weeks we have some fun stuff we have the perfection on netflix uh is mm-hmm. our next up um after that we are back in the cinema hopefully because i believe it is uh the uk release date is at the end of the month uh for ma uh which i cannot wait for looks um, cool 
and then we're back on netflix for black mirror which i cannot wait oh my so yeah some very exciting stuff in the coming weeks uh but that was uh, hun- uh episode 144 where we finally talked about polaroid which is exciting can't believe it <laughs> it's unbelievable uh but yeah thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start that?